Hello and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt and this is episode 71 and we got a big one this week. We're going to be reviewing The Irishman. We're going to be reviewing Parasite. We're going to be reviewing Jojo Rabbit. Tra- or Tom only saw one of those, but we will... Uh, Which one? You'll have to wait and see. That's right. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining me. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Travis, welcome back. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Killer intro. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be reviewing those films later in the episode. But first things first, uh, I have returned from Florida. We were going to record last weekend, but I came down with the flu. So I was out of of commish. I'm only just now getting over it. Hmm? Michael Jordan would have recorded. He would have. That's true. I am not. I'm MC, not MJ. Hopefully the listeners are surviving. We've been slacking. Just a little. Long waits. Yes. You know, this is this is all part of the plan. We're building hype <laughs> yeah. for each episode by extending the, the waits. Of the year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> building hype. But um yeah. Got back from Florida, went to Fest in Gainesville. It was a three day rager. It was the best music festival I've ever been to. Wow. It's amazing. It's because of the acts or just the way it's structured or Well, yeah, it's a combination of those things, right? So it's like for years, there's been like a certain kind of music that my friends call mat music, which is essentially like shitty music, um, <laughs> like like pop punk kind of melodic punk emphasis on like gang vocals and like partying and stuff like the dopamines, Joyce Manor, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Off With Their Heads, like that kind of stuff. All of those bands played fast. Um, no so, one knows who those bands are, by the well, way. Well, Joyce Manor. People, <laughs> people might know Joyce Manor. People might know Joyce Manor. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to bore you guys with the details, but I will give you the highlights. Mm-hmm. So the very last band that played on Sunday, they were the Dopamines. All their songs are about drinking and doing drugs and stuff. They have a song that starts off by saying, uh, Keystone and Car Bomb sprayed on the front lawn. Hell yeah. So you know what they're all about. Um, and... In between songs, one of the singers was like bantering and he was like, oh, yeah, last night at our show, because they play multiple sets. Last night we had a shoe guy and he like looked out in the crowd. And he saw shoe guy. He was like, oh, fucking shoe guy. He's here. And he like brought shoe guy up on stage. And what shoe guy does is he takes off his shoe and he drinks beers out of his shoe. So he got up on stage, took off his shoe, and then the singer like poured a PBR into the guy's shoe. And then he just chugged the beer out of the shoe. And then they went right into a song, and then he like stage dove off the with his shoe. So in his is this hand. guy like a just a, a dude, a deadhead, <laughs> just a guy? <laughs> but like, does does he go to like all the dopamine shows? No, or? I don't think so. I think he was just at the one they played the night before. Oh, okay, and he did, they saw him drinking out of his shoe, so then they brought him on stage. Interesting. Oh, that's one way to get on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's pretty cool. It's just like lots of little venues spread out. Um, they have a big like kind of outdoor plaza venue where you can see bands and beers are three dollars. That's PBRs awesome. are three bucks and they're tall boys too. Is that the the beer of this festival? Yeah, nice. They have other beers too. <laughs> like it, it's like a, in the plaza, it's like a drink ticket system. So one ticket is three bucks. That gets you a PBR. Two tickets get you like they had some local. It's called Swamp Head Brewery. I didn't try it because I. I wasn't going to waste two tickets on some beer. It's probably shitty, but 
Three dollar beers. You can actually get drunk at a festival when the beers are three dollars. Because there's been festivals where beers are like twelve dollars, sixteen. I mean, they're like twenty five ounces or something, but they're insanely overpriced. Oh yeah. So I want to know more about this shoe guy. (laughs) What shoes was he wearing? They were like trainers. They were like New Balance or something. Like like the sweaty, foamy. Gets absorbed on the inside. Oh yeah. Oh. He was probably squishing the shoes. Yeah. Not particularly. They weren't like nasty, but no, they weren't like he just bought them that day type of looking shoes, you know? There was some grime on them. (laughs) Yeah, it was huge. I mean, like, if you told me he was wearing rubber boots, I would have been like, "Eh." yeah. So wait, was the dopamine's dopamine's your favorite act? Uh, They were probably the most fun set. Joyce Manor was awesome. Was Jawbreaker there? Yeah, Jawbreaker was there. I didn't see their whole set. You're like over them at this point, right? You've seen them so many times. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how you went like your whole life not being able to see them, and then and now the seen them like, four times. Yeah, yeah. They're they're still good, but they uh, they're not like showmen, you know. Like they're not like running around like putting on a great show. They just kind of play the songs, and there's like banter in between. Yeah. He's got good banter, but uh, they play mostly the same set list every time with like a couple exceptions. So I was like, eh, there was some other band we wanted to see and some of the venues, some of the smaller venues when they're at capacity, they don't let anyone else in. So a line form. So we wanted to make sure that we like got inside. Yeah. Um, the only other highlight I'll say is a band called Spanish love songs. I got into them this year. They were amazing. Put on a great show. But yeah. Fest. It's going to be an annual tradition now. going to go every year. Wow. Yeah, now that you'll be Fest there. is best. So anyway, that's Doesn't all I got. Sound like my is scene. That the, is that the nah, hashtag? probably not. Is that the hashtag of the festival? Fest is best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start it next year. It's probably already. You thing, should. But... Um, you should launch Fest West. Ah! Wow! Mm-hmm. Huge. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Gainesville is the least uh, Florida e town i've been to in florida it's just a college town that's where the gators are oh okay. what's it like you guys ever been to bellingham once mm, never actually house party mm. it's kind of like that it's like they have a cute downtown with like lots of bars and restaurants and then the campus is not too far and it's sprawling because it's florida so there's like out on the outskirts there's like lots of strip malls and stuff but i bet that's a fun school to go to. it's a pretty cool town it seemed like a really nice facility we like drove by it a couple times taking ubers and shit but oh yeah florida's a big deal with their sports oh the only other thing i'll mention about fest is that each venue you go to you have to get a different wristband so at one point i had like six bands on my arm you like the paper ones that they put Mm -hmm. on you like show you 21 they do that at each venue like you have your fest bands but it's all ages, so you have to prove that you're 21. So at each venue you go to. So at one point, I had like my whole arm was just covered in, in wristbands. Pretty cool. Not that cool. That but. was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's fast. Not much going on. I've been sick, so I've just been playing video games. Mm. That's all that's going on with me. How about you, Travis? Yeah, what have I been up to? Mm. <laughs> it's really ringing a bell. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, we we played some Apex yesterday morning. That yes, was... Travis and I played some Apex Legends. <laughs> it was legendary. <sighs> the last round, we were working up to it all morning, <laughs> chasing that win. We finally got it. Finally got it. it was felt, that the last game you guys played? It felt uh, so good. Oh yeah. yeah, and it was a good one. It was. He told me about it yesterday before the Irishman. 
I was out, of out course of, he did. I was out of my mind though. Those last two round, those two fights. Oh my god! I think that was the first thing he said to me. Like when he walked up, he was like, "Hey," and then he was like, "Dude, Apex, me and Tom had a kill." Like the first thing that he said to me. Like, couldn't wait. Hold the phone. <laughs> That's awesome. You know when you're when you're chasing something and you just want it so bad and you finally get it. That was yesterday morning. Yeah, but then I don't hours later like relive the glory by oh, telling dude. my friends like, "Oh, dude, I had the best I was, Apex game." Right I was there. jacked for like three or four hours. That's the only reason why I made oh it. God. I made it through the. It Irish carried you through. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need any caffeine. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've really been up to much the last couple weeks. Just been chilling. Cool. Yeah, going to a friendsgiving today. Yeah, me and. Uh, me and Travis. I said to Travis earlier, I think I'm, he's being groomed for my replacement mm-hmm. in uh, this friend group, which is fine. Need a new member, you know? Yeah, it's like that episode of It's Always Sunny when they try and replace Charlie with uh, <laughs> uh, s- fucking Jason. What's that guy's name? Jason. The guy who's married to Olivia Wilde. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. He, uh, Schmitty. Schmitty. Yeah, they try and replace Charlie with Schmitty. It's like that. Yeah. I'm Charlie. You're Schmitty. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about you, Tom? Um, I was alone this weekend. Mm -hmm. That was a first. Sarah and the baby were gone at a bachelorette party. She brought the baby to the bachelorette party? Damn straight. Why weren't you on dad duty? I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a very fun bachelorette There was another baby there. Oh, did the, they, so the babies just hung out while you guys while they partied? Mm-hmm. What, Kept what each other company? Of, that's right. Activities are they up to? Low key on like Vashon Island. They got a house. Got or a house. Yeah. Oh, Vashon. Okay. Yeah. In the comfort of a home, you just put the babies in like a cage and then you can <laughs> that's do right. whatever you want. That's right. It's locally known as a crib, but um, it's a cage. <laughs> 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 no, I think they're just like rolling around. They don't even crawl yet. So, you know, just put them down on the floor and then just roll around um <laughs> anyway so i went bowling last night and that was fun where'd you go uh kenmore lanes oh i've been there a few times mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool little spot it's, uh, i mean it's you can get you can get a lane there that's the most important part <clears throat> it's pretty cheap too right mm-hmm. like yeah. drinks and stuff yeah um uh yeah it's it's a weird spot but that's it's our go-to. lucky strike. <clears throat> Some, someone said yesterday, it's the devil we know. <laughs> so, you know, that's where we go. But you can find some real characters there. Yeah, it's a cool little spot. Mm-hmm. Nice. I recommend it. Never been. I haven't been bowling in years. Dude, bowling is a blast. Yeah, it's, it's always fun. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but... Or at least I'm not consistent. Either am I. Me and the guys I go with are like pretty competitive in terms of like skill level so we always have pretty heated matches going for that top score so what was your best game mm, i think it was in like the one i think i got in the 130s in one of them that's pretty good it wasn't my best night but i haven't bowled since before the baby was born so it's been like half a year yeah does kent usually win um usually here i win he should go to kent bowl <laughs> <laughs> Down I bet they let him bowl for free. <laughs> um, yeah, he's good though. 
of course. He, yeah, he just it just seems like he's good at his any his kind of like is, game or competition. Type slick thing. man, it's like he releases the ball at the exact bottom of his doesn't swing. Make a sound doesn't even make a sound. It just like all of a sudden it's on the ground. You know, just floats like just a feather on the air. That's right. That's right. Does anyone do the cool like? Flip spin. Not successfully. Like, uh, Some people have tried. Um, <laughs> Many have one <laughs> Andrew in particular likes to give it a give it a whirl every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> just, nobody's even remotely consistent with a curve shot. That's not my game. I throw a nice little knuckleball right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it knocks over everything. Did you get any uh, movie updates from Andrew? I always like to hear what his. Uh... No. Keep your uh, mic in front of your mouth, bud. It's right here. <laughs> I don't think uh, uh... I got the levels over here. <laughs> I don't think he has seen anything in a while. Mm. He's living that dad life too. Yeah, pretty pretty hard. We need to know what this year's three billboards is yeah. for Andrew. I will make sure that he is on the hunt and he's starting to prepare his. <laughs> he's got to have his list ready for. He needs we're his like list two and, months out and from... an essay. Yeah, has he even yes. seen ten movies this year? I don't know. Have I seen 10 movies yeah, this year? Know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like this has been a really weird year <clears throat> for some reason. Um, all right. Real quick before we get started with the reviews, uh, I need some help coming up with names because I'm going to be starting a movie-themed burger restaurant. Ah. And so far, I've got like the flagship burger, obviously, is the Spiel Burger. Mm-hmm. You know. That's pretty good. Two patties, two slices of cheese. You got to be original, though. You can't do like the big Kahuna or like. No, know, no, no. no. I'm, that's why I need help. The Royale. So with that's cheese. the flagship. <laughs> no, no, no. Ideally, things named after like okay. filmmakers mm-hmm. or or movies or something. You could do a Titanic burger with iceberg lettuce. So it's just called <laughs> Titanic burger, featuring iceberg lettuce. with our signature iceberg lettuce. <laughs> You could do like a uh, the food challenge could be like Titanic burger and it's like five patties and then the ice the lettuce is at the bottom. Yes, and then the you they f- like make the burger in front of you and they just like throw the patties onto the iceberg and it just spills yes. everywhere. And That's then you funny. have to eat it like a dog and just uh-huh. like. <laughs> and halfway through, they start just pouring water on you. Yeah, you're like well being waterboarded as you eat the burger. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's uh. The internet would love it. I'd have to think about it. So as the episode progressive progresses, if you mm-hmm. come up with just like a, a punny burger, just throw it out there. Even if we're in the middle of like a heated conversation, just be like. Oh. But it has to be a movie pun because I, I mean I don't. It's wanna, gotta be movie related. We, can, we gotta be real careful with uh, stepping on Bob's Burgers toes. Yeah. So that's your only one though, right now, Spielberger. That's the only one that I could remember right now. I okay. had some other ones, but but yeah, not like burgers in other movies like a royale cheese you know like you're opening like that. this in florida when you move there oh yeah okay big time sweet <laughs> <laughs> gonna open it in disney world um okay you guys ready to move on to the reviews yep all right we are going to be tackling the irishman first so i believe i have a clip let's listen can you believe this weather frank huh it's 85 degrees Ooh. outside perfect Hey, Tony Jake. Jimmy. Jimmy. People freezing to death in New York. And look at us. Huh? Hey. Why we don't live here all year round is what I want to know. Oh. Beautiful. It's summer. What? It's summer. People aren't freezing to death in New York. It's summer. In my mind, it's always eight degrees in New York. I'm making a point. Making a point? 
making a point dressing like that? Is how you dress for a meeting? And this is how you dress in Florida? In a suit? For a meeting? Anywhere. Florida, Timbuktu, I dress in a suit. For a meeting. And you're late. All right. The Irishman is the new feature film from acclaimed director Martin Scorsese. The film stars Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Jesse Plemons, Anna Paquin, Bobby Cannavale, Harvey Keitel. I mean, Ray Romano. This thing is just fucking loaded. Stacked. Um, this film is playing in some theaters. It will be a Netflix movie. It looks like it comes out November 27th, so we're like 10 days out. But Travis and I saw this at Cinerama here in Seattle. Cause I gotta get, gotta get the theater experience oh, for yeah. this. Um, so the Irishman. Uh, I'll go first. I'm not gonna say this is like Scorsese's masterpiece because I I don't necessarily think that's true. But I do feel like this is the culmination of like his entire career. Like, the whole time I was watching it, it just felt... Like, I felt privileged to be seeing these people on the screen together again, you know? Like, they're all getting pretty old. Like, they're all pushing 80. I think Pacino might be turning 80 in, like, this year or something. Like, he's up there. Um, And just seeing these guys... I mean, De Niro and Pacino are, like, two of the most famous actors. Especially in the modern era. Not counting, like, old old time, like, uh, Gregory Peck and... Bella Lugosi and uh, John John Stewart, no James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, yeah. shit like that, you know. That's in price. Um, and these are like career best performances across the board, which is saying you a lot. So? I for sure think so, especially Pacino. Pacino was really good, but De and De Niro had a lot of good roles. But this is if this isn't the showiest role, especially for De Niro and Pesci. Like Pesci, I've never seen him this reserved because usually he plays like the the unhinged like maniac, mm-hmm. and he's not that in this movie. I love him as the unhinged maniac. Yeah, I do too. But he's much more reserved and subtle. But I do still think he's matured. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, this is the first thing he's been in. And is years. it the same dynamic between them? No. Um. So without spoiling anything, like kind of the hierarchy would be Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, the Teamster union leader. He's, he I guess, a criminal. He's like the head honcho, I guess, in the group. And then Pesci is the one who kind of recruits De Niro into, like, this life of the movie, you know? Not really gangster life, but kind of. Just um, looking for a young man to... Yeah. Start pulling the jobs. So he kind of, you know, works his way up. Um, and it just, it's three and a half hours long. But I mean, I was telling this to, to Travis when we got out, like midsummer is two and a half hours and feels like three and a half. This is three and a half hours and feels like two and a half. Mm. Like I was just I would agree. on board. I loved every second of it. Like it's missing some of that like bombastic like just like kind of crazy scorsese energy but i don't think that's a bad thing here like it just feels like his whole career has been leading to this and there's a lot of similar themes but i think this movie is more concerned with 
mortality, like coming to terms with your own death and how you choose to die and the thing, the choices you've made in your life and regret. It, just, it feels a lot more mature than some of Scorsese's other, not that his other movies are immature, but just something swan, was different. Song, huh? It felt special. It, it did kind of feel like a swan song. Well, how old is uh, Scorsese? He's got to be He's upper probably 70s. in his 80s, maybe? See in his 80s mm, or 70s or 80s? He's probably like the same age as De Niro and Pacino. I'll look it up real quick. My guess is Scorsese is 78 years Seven. old. But anyway, that's my initial impressions, Travis. You can uh, yeah, take Yeah, I liked over. it a lot as well. Um, I don't think it's my favorite Scorsese, but it's really good um, what is your favorite scorsese taxi, taxi driver. driver oh Hello. of course second uh, favorite um hmm i'd have to look at the list silence definitely not shutter island no <laughs> uh for he's 77 years old by the way mm. oh it. today's his birthday oh wow he oh literally turned gosh. 77 happy today birthday, happy birthday Martin. marty uh Everything is like at least a couple steps down from Taxi Driver for me. Even though he makes a lot of great films, he's Taxi Driver is the one that stands out for me. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it like Matt said, it does feel like a a culmination or like a a swan song of sorts, where all of these like you know director and actors have been kind of working up to this in their careers, and this is kind of like their like final like even though they'll probably do more roles after this it just feels kind of like their final like project there is a sense of finality to it like not not so much the way the movie ends or even like you said like these actors will be in more movies scorsese will make more movies but there's just a feeling of their last thing together and I think that's for sure going to be the case because Scorsese has actually never worked with Pacino. This is the first time they've worked together, which seems weird because yeah. he's worked with De Niro like ten times. But that's yeah. what's yeah. That's this what's is weird about this it. is the first time, but he fits right in. I mean, obviously, like mm-hmm. he kills. Yeah, there wasn't really like a a standout scene or like a a show stealer or anything like that. Uh, there were a couple for me. There were a lot of like cool moments. Um, Very cool. Quite cool. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was just super entertaining. Like, there's a lot of humor. Cool moments. um, A lot of killing, which is cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. Um, And then, yeah, just like some of the themes, like dealing with mortality and like how you choose to spend your life and then how you reflect on it later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some pretty heavy moments, too. Like, given the length and just the caliber of the actors and how cool the story is. Like, I think this is Scorsese's probably best like character work because they're given so much time and they really feel like fleshed out, like lived in characters. They don't feel like caricatures of gangsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause even in Goodfellas and Casino, like those are obviously awesome characters that Pesci and De Niro play, but they feel stylized, you know, a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And not to say that there isn't some like crazy shit in this movie, but they feel like real people. And I think that probably just comes with experience and also just, you know, decades and decades of making movies. Like they've just found a way to really flesh these characters out and make them three dimensional so that without spoiling anything, there's something that a certain character is tasked with doing that is kind of dragged out in a good way. That you just feel like the weight of it. You're just like, 
you feel horrible. You see the look on his, the character's face and you're like, this sucks. Like, I can't believe he has to do this. You know, like you really feel that it's not just mindless killing by the end of it. It's like, there's a, there's a weight to things that I feel like might've been lacking from some of Scorsese's other stuff. Yeah. I also didn't really know this story. So it was pretty cool seeing it play out. Yeah. I think we're a little, I, I think our generation, like I had obviously know the name Jimmy Hoffa and I know he disappeared, but I didn't really know. I thought he was like a gangster. I didn't know he was like Same. a union leader. You know what I mean? I thought he was a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. So but it was cool seeing the story. Beyond Hoffa, I'm not familiar with any of the other anybody else people in the movie. And this isn't really a spoiler, but one thing that was, was really striking um, is that a lot of these people are, are real people, right? They're based on people who actually lived. And if somebody died, it's usually with minor characters, like characters you only see once or twice. The first time they come on screen, it does the Scorsese like freeze frame thing, but it'll say like Anthony Salvatino shot six times in the head in his kitchen, 1980. Like it'll show oh. like how all of these various people met their end basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and the way when they're introduced. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the way it's structured, it, it like is always like bouncing back between like the present and past. Like he's reflecting on his past and like mm-hmm. telling the story of his past. Um, so I think that's just like, so wait, are there younger part of the versions structure? of them in the movie? Oh yeah. There's D a different actor. Oh, D a. Yeah. Yeah. De Niro's got blue eyes some baby blues <laughs> weird which i was worried about and for the most part it, it works it's a little jarring at the start and obviously you're going to be aware of it and looking for it but yeah after a while you just kind of get used to it the biggest problem is that when de niro is playing younger he might look young but he certainly don't move like he's young you know right. what i mean like when there's was... a scene where he's kicking some guy and it's like <laughs> yeah. he looks like an old man trying to kick somebody you know so but, you know, you, you do what you can. Uh, it didn't necessarily pull me out. I was just like, oh, it, it kind of breaks the, the, the facade a little bit because you're like, oh, yeah, you're you're supposed to be like 40 years old, but you're moving like you're 78 or however mm-hmm. old Nero is. But yeah, there's DH technology. There's age makeup like they make them look older. There's kind of like three separate stories happening at once. There's like De Niro voiceover telling his story. There's the chronological, like, young moving forward. And then there's, like, the road trip yeah. part two that's also weaved through. So it's kind of, like, three stories that are kind of, like, weaved in. It's pretty cool. I like the, the like the narrative structure of it. It was interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't too hard to follow either. No, it, you always kind of knew where you were, what was happening. But it was, like, very organic, too. Like, it just kind of weaved in and out and didn't really, like, make attention to that. Like I was saying, it's, like... It's pretty masterful. Like, I was kind of in awe of the whole thing. Mm. Like, Scorsese, I mean, obviously, there can't be enough praise put upon Scorsese. Like, he's one of the best of all time. But this, it, it truly felt special. Like, I'm glad I was in a theater watching this thing. <laughs> the lady next to me when the oh, movie yeah, we ended. Oh, yeah, talk about this. Well, real quick, when the movie ended, she was just like, oh, Marty, like, you've done it again. <laughs> and she started clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, lady. That's great. Yeah. yeah, so we had horrible people on either side of us. So I Travis, mean, they could have been worse, but it oh, was it just certainly like, could have been. But it was annoying. Yes, very annoying. The lady to my left, uh, every like any moment or like any joke, any character, anything that was sudden, 
anything that moved the needle. An actor she recognized. <laughs> like she'd just make this audible, like ah, like it was like the start of a laugh or like an acknowledgement of something, but uh, like very audible and like just very annoying. A lot of times, at least like fifty. Did you see? <laughs> wow! Did you see her getting looks from other people in the crowd? No. Hmm. And then she was also uh, just shoveling that popcorn in her mouth. Did you hear the lady <laughs> behind us? There I'm was her. there was like a fake out scene where you thought somebody died, but they didn't. And the woman behind us, like when the fake out happened, she was like, <gasps> like she gasped, and then it turns out it didn't actually happen. And she audibly was like, "Sorry," <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> apologized for getting duped by the the fake out. <laughs> I mean it. It's a pretty obvious fake out. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. just based off how obvious the fake it was. Out it was. was jarring, but it, it was, was obviously a fake. It was out. cool, but yeah, yeah, like it was starkly different. Yeah, it's really funny when somebody like screams, but they're the only one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at a theater. Um, and then the guy who was sitting next to me was like a big dude. He shows up late, giant bag of popcorn. He sits down and he's like winded, so he's like eating his popcorn. He's like. <gasps> like just wheezing as he's munching down this popcorn trying wow. to catch his breath and then probably what like 45 minutes into the movie an hour maybe spills his large popcorn all over the floor it's everywhere this is probably the biggest bag of popcorn you can get at a movie theater it was mm -hmm. fucking big like was not that quite like a tub was that like chocolate but... one yeah it was, he got the mix did yeah. they fucking stuff those bags though i know yeah. the chocolate like weighs it down a bit and makes it heavier than just normal popcorn but man there, there ain't a lot of space in that bag. So he spills the popcorn, right? That happens. But then he decides to like fold up the bag because he's done eating it for now. And he does it for like 15 seconds. There's bag sounds and he's just like rolling it super tight. I wasn't, I was trying not to look at the guy, but I was like, what are you doing Is with doing that bag? Like origami? 15 seconds. I don't I don't know if he was making it really thin and folding it over 50 times. He's making a little cat. And then he like kicked the popcorn like in the seat, under the seat in front of him. Just like kicked it out of his way. It was like a big puddle of popcorn. This guy sounds pretty rough. He was clearly bummed. And so he was out of his element. Didn't realize he was making so much So he's throwing a little tantrum. <laughs> just kicking his popcorn around. Oh. So he was fine. Dang. He was fine the rest of the movie, but there were he would occasionally like start messing with the bag, and I'm like, so I wonder if it was him breathing loudly about two and a half hours, and I thought you might have dozed off for a second. No, I was wide was awake. Something to my right was it was probably heavily. him. I I think it was him because I do remember him. I think he might have dozed off once oh, or twice. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So anyway, the movie's not out yet, so obviously we're not going to do a spoiler section. But you gotta watch this thing. Don't be turned off by the runtime. I would never. Are they going to do like a, a mini series version of it on Netflix, you think? Oh, like like they did with uh, Hateful yeah. Eight or whatever? <laughs> nah, they're just going to post the, they'll just do the whole thing. It's I wonder really if, something special. I wonder if there was a conversation though about like breaking it up into a mini series and Marty's like, no, no, no. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a feature. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this movie is going to be in the Oscar talks big time. Oh, yeah. Scorsese's gonna get one. Who would be De Niro would be the lead, obviously, right? But what about Pacino? Yeah. Like he's I guess supporting, but Yeah, I would say he's supporting. I would be willing to bet all three of them get nominations. Mm hmm What uh what about the music? Any signature 
classic rock songs come in? Mm-mm, not really. Um, there was one to open the movie. I forget what it is. But... Yeah. The music was cool. I don't really know what it was. I think, I think most of it wasn't original. Was it a fiddle? No, no fiddle. <laughs> it was good though. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't. It wasn't really songs. It was like, and not jazz. I don't know. Ambient. It felt weird. It was music. There was like drums and mm. there was a scene, a, a, a reoccurring like uh, music do, 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 towards do, the do, end of do, it do, that do. was pretty cool. I don't know if you know. I'm trying to think of like a moment where the music was playing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Music was good. It was cool. Music was good and cool. But Lots you, of cool moments. You don't have like no rolling, <laughs> no rolling stones. Like yeah. you know, yeah, nothing like that. So there might have been one in there. Stones. Yeah, eh, maybe. I was just too into the movie. I didn't really focus on the music. Mm-mm. Would like to watch it again. Just though. watched over. Here. I probably will. Probably won't watch it when it releases on Netflix, but maybe sometime next year. Yeah, before we uh, record our uh, 2019 spectacular. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's all I got. Yeah, we could go a little deeper, but maybe when you watch it, maybe we'll come back to it. So a when does bit. it come to Netflix? Ten days from now. Oh. Yeah. Twenty seventh, which you I think is also... Friday. If you really care, you could go see it at the uh, Crest Cinema. No, I'll just watch it on my phone. Okay. <laughs> in, the, in the bathtub? <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> I like to use the iPad in the bathroom, in the bathtub. Right. If I was on a plane and I saw somebody watching The Irishman on like their phone or their iPad, I would just slap it. I would make sure that plane goes down. Oh <laughs> you better not. <laughs> All right, you want to drop a star rating? Eight plus. It's like a pretty big screen. Look at it. You have an eight plus. Mm-hmm. Get with the times, dude. You're like four generations behind. I do as well. No, they're the same. You have an eight plus too. I thought you yeah. got a new phone. Mm-mm. Eight plus. Oh, I have a ten, I think. Which I guess is just one generation after this, right? They didn't do a nine. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know why do I'm talking. I don't know why I'm talking. Except shit, for your but... dumb face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that face ID is pretty sweet. Uh, Although when I'm wearing a hat, it doesn't always work mm-hmm. the best but sweet and i'm always wearing a hat so yeah. maybe you should have done your first photo with a hat i should have all right sorry travis gotta go five big time five e- easy five yeah yeah top easy, of the list probably the easiest five I've best of the year, all year. <laughs> it's in the conversation i'm not gonna play my cards early but and it's not one of those like fives you you feel like you have to give because it's marty mm-hmm yeah, it's not a obli- it it's it. not obligatory. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a silence t- five, you know. Okay, I'm gonna kill him. That was silence a, is amazing. That, that I'm a, dying for a rewatch <laughs> of silence. <laughs> I loved it. Matt inflated a star rating for that one. No way. You saw silence, right, Tom? Yes. Come on, get real. Travis and I <laughs> were on the same page about silence. I think, if I recall, you both thought it was good. You just didn't, right? You just didn't love it like me. What did you like a four or something, right? You guys, yeah. You guys gave it. Yeah. yeah, and even then, I was probably being generous. You were giving as him far as the Scorsese bump and, too. <laughs> as far as enjoyment goes, that was when I see it now, like on streaming or whatever. If I go by and I'm like, oh, silence, I just go. Mm. I mean, nah. it's <laughs> a difficult watch. Like, it's looks, challenging. The movie looks amazing, mm-hmm. and the performances are good. But beyond that, couldn't care. I told you, <laughs> if you want to see a movie about <laughs> Catholic. Um, you know, or or Protestant. I don't remember if they were Catholic or Protestant. They were Protestant. Protestant, because they were evangelizing. If you want to see a movie about evangel evangelism, you watch uh, the one with Robert De Niro where he goes in the South American jungle. What? What are you talking about? 
<laughs> I brought this up when we watched Silence. You guys, you guys didn't know that either. I can't remember the name of it. It's called like the the some of the sea. <laughs> the something the sea. Something. This is this is a De Niro movie. Yes, Robert De Niro, uh, evangelism movie. <laughs> While you're looking that up, have you ever seen the Last Temptation of Christ? No, I really want to. Me too. That's a Scorsese. Isn't Defoe spot. the lead <laughs> in the Last Temptation of Christ? Yeah, I think he is. That movie's kind of old, though, isn't it? So is Defoe. Has he been working that long though? The oh, first yeah. thing I remember seeing Defoe in was fucking Boondock Saints. Um, he was in like a Catherine Bigelow movie in like the early '80s. Really? Her first movie, The Mission. I think it's called The Mission. The Loveless. The Mission. Oh yeah, Jesuit miss- missionary in 18th century South America. Boom. Jeremy Irons. Who's the director? Ray McAnally. Nice. <laughs> oh, Liam Neeson is in that hey, too. Roland Shaw. That's director sounds familiar. Did he do Bad Boy? Can you click on the director real quick? This movie won the Palm d'Or. Did he do Bad Boy Bubby? Or am I getting his name? No, he did the else. Killing Fields. He did something else. Coronation yeah. Street. What the fuck is Bad Boy Bubby? A movie I watched not too long ago. Fat Man and Little Boy. Hmm. I don't know. The name sounds familiar, but none of these movies do. Nah. But anyway, the mission apparently won the Palm d'Or that year. So it's probably great. <laughs> there you go. They know what's up. They know. All right. Didn't Parasite win the... Palm d'Or? Yeah. Yep. The perfect segue. Perfect segue. We're going to move into our review of Parasite, which Tom did see. This is going to be big. Let's listen to a clip. Ah, this is Alright, so Parasite is the new film from Bong Joon-ho, who is known for Okja, The Host, Snowpiercer, he's made some bangers, Very probably the most famous uh, working Korean filmmaker. Uh, plot synopsis reads, all unemployed uh, Kitaike and his family take a peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous parks as they ingratiate themselves into their lives and get entangled in an unexpected incident. Film stars Kang Ho Song, Sung Kyun Lee, Yao Zhang Zhou, Wu Sik Choi, probably butchering all these names, but. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> I'm loving it. Parasite. <laughs> this won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival this year. It officially surpassed The Godfather as the highest rated film on Letterboxd. Oh, shit. It, the average score is like 4.7, which is crazy. It's 4.6 wow. now. Oh, I went down to 4.6. Mm-hmm. So probably review bombing it because some fucking fanboy of The Godfather was this, like, ooh, <laughs> no, This Koreans, is like the next uh. Dark Knight, right? If the Dark Knight, or if Letterbox existed in 2008, Dark Knight would have surpassed The Godfather. No, it wouldn't have. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. The Dark Knight is pretty high on Letterbox <laughs> even now, but... Um, Didn't it get pretty high on IMDb? Metacritic? 
I, IMDb. IMDb. Oh yeah, it's in their like top ten or some crazy shit like that. Just fucking fanboys, dude. Oh yeah, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <Great and> spoof <laughs> accounts. <laughs> um, so Parasite, a lot of hype behind this one. What did you guys think of Parasite? Well, my uh, letterbox review is the movie of the year. I'm reading another one that says another bong hit. That one's amazing. Hell yeah. I love that. (laughs) 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 Best review ever. Uh, I love this movie. Um, But yeah, just I think it is the movie of the year. Um, And we can decide what was the movie of the year for previous years as well. So what are, what do you mean like the movie of the year as so, far as like the cultural like zeitgeist around yeah. the movie you mean okay so the year that we started the podcast Moonlight was the movie of the year year after that Get Out Moonlight was just inevitable we the first episode Moonlight, we did was yeah you think Moonlight was how was it not movie of the year it's going to be movie of the decade probably Moonlight well, I don't know <laughs> what a la la land no that's not what created the most like hype hype and buzz yeah okay. I think Get Out would be the year after. I don't think. I still don't think Get Out. What came out that year? What do you think? Call, call me by your name? Prove me wrong. Blade Runner. Prove me wrong. Uh, Three Billboards. This is my definition. John Wick 2. This I is mean, my definition of movie of the year. So. Star okay. Wars. Okay. It's, sure. It's right. So continue. Continue. <laughs> no, I think it's Get Out. You're right. Uh, last year. What do you guys think? That, that one was a little tougher, I feel like. Last year, I would say. Green Book. No. <laughs> It stimulated the most, like, <laughs> conversation. No, I you think mean, A Star like, is Born. Overwhelmingly positive. A Star is Born, but there was one other I was thinking of. Roma? Uh, Roma. 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 Yeah. 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 Easy. So, Parasite. Parasite is this movie's movie of the year. This movie's movie of the year? <laughs> <laughs> this year's. I get what you're saying, though. Cultural. Cultural. Yeah. Culturally Touchdown. relevant. Touchdown. But yeah, anyways, uh, it was great. Uh, very entertaining. I loved the uh, twists and turns. Didn't really know where the movie was going. I'm pretty sure I saw a trailer for this, but didn't really know what it was about. It's pretty vague. After the seeing the trailer, vague. but just watching the story unfold was mesmerizing. Hmm. The first 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, what is all this hype about? But then once it starts to get going, I was hooked. There's like a... A turning point about halfway through the movie where I was like, okay, I get what this movie is doing. Like, haha, parasite, I get what's going on. And then about halfway through the movie, there's a turn. And then from that point on, I had no fucking clue what was going to yeah. happen. And I loved it. Like Travis was saying, all the little twists and turns. I had no idea where it was going. I was constantly surprised. It's funny. There's some like really good tension towards the end of the movie. There's some emotional beats. Like, it's all around fantastic i just movie. i just miss movies like this i feel like we don't get them that often where there's like actual good twists and turns and you don't really this movie felt uh unique like in a class of its own kind of and i don't know if it's just because like it's got a korean director and it's it's a korean movie so it has like a different feeling to it but uh just the whole structure of the movie and the like the emotional, like how funny it is, right? And then how, but how dark it can get too. I mean, not that we don't see funny and dark in the same movie, but what it was asking of the viewer felt different than other movies. Mm-hmm. It does have similar themes, though. I think this is a better version of Us. As far as like class warfare mm, yeah. type of movie? Yeah. Like, I just think it, it gets the idea across in a like a 
a less like tryhard manner. Like I just feel like Jordan Peele kind of went out of his way to like make this like you know theme or symbolism like in his film, but like he just like had to take a lot of steps to get his point across. And he didn't really stick the landing either. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I us. liked it, and it was like it's definitely like genre like way more genre than this then, is. oh yeah for sure but um i just feel like bong uh handled it a, a little bit better mm-hmm. yeah so uh, uh do you guys both go already with general impressions yeah loved it yeah i loved it too thought it was great um Maybe same reasons <laughs> same reasons <laughs> i don't know if i would call it movie of the year but though because i don't hear other people talking about it where where you been? This guy's not I, on I had Twitter, never seen I had never seen a trailer for this movie. Movie fans, people who are into movies are gushing over this thing. Yeah, that's true. Everyone was talking about Get Out, though. To your point, everyone true. was talking. That was about a, Get Out. a more mainstream. This is a pretty slip. Like I, I think it's the highest grossing foreign film of the year. Mm. But we're we're talking like a hundred thousand dollars worldwide or something like that. But you know? for a foreign movie, I think this is pretty accessible for people who are usually like you know don't go that route typically with their movie watching well the the problem i think that a lot of people have with foreign films is that they just feel a disconnect with the culture and this movie's themes are very relevant to what we're feeling in our country you know what i mean like this class warfare like yeah upward mobility uh these are things that resonate with, I think, American audiences. And maybe that's part of the reason why this one is taken off in a way that, like, Shoplifters, for example, last year didn't. Yeah. Incredible movie, but it's a little uh, harder to, re- like, It doesn't have empathize that, like, with. genre twist either. Right, it. right. It's more of just, like, a human, a human story. Yeah. But, yeah. Tom, did you have any more general notes on it? Mm, no, I don't think so. Do you? I feel like we should maybe do a little bit of spoilers on this one because I think there's some, there's some interesting stuff towards the end. That it's definitely we hard talk to talk about because I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything because I do think the less you know about this movie, the better. Yeah, because I knew like the general gist of what happens in the movie, but like I said, halfway through it was just like I have no clue what's going on, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's expanding. Quite a bit. Like, it's not in every market, I don't think, but theaters are showing it. So I think people, if they get the opportunity, should for sure seek this one out because it's it feels pretty special. Yeah, we need to get this on a streaming platform. Oh, yeah. Soon. Big time. So people can see it. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, Netflix. Yeah. I'm hesitant to talk too much more about it without putting a spoiler tag on it just because like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I mean, not yeah. that people yeah. would be listening. I don't really to this know. I don't even they... know what to say about this movie because it was so weird. You know, I don't know how to formulate my thoughts around. It just happened to me, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was really interesting. It the didn't whole wash way over you, though, right? No, 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 no. It was really interesting <laughs> and engaging. But like, I, I think for me, it it just didn't have. Like, I wasn't emotionally attached enough to any of the characters because they're all kind of, like, duplicitous or annoying or whatever. They're like, there's no, like, really lovable character. So, But you feel for the the main family. Do you? The protagonist family. Oh, oh, oh. I think so. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah, you do. The family we start with. Right. And end with. <laughs> 
I don't know. I guess what I'm saying it is like there's um what's the word like th- it there's some complexity to it. They're not like totally like. I guess I, I'm just saying I recognize this movie for its craft. It's just probably not going to be like my favorite movie, sure. you know, or like I'm not it, I'm not going to have like an emotional tie to this movie the way that I'll have to other movies. Right. It's not a, it's not a, a cream dream, if you will. It's not a Roma. No, it's not a Roma for me. And I like Burning better. Oh, you watched Burning? Mm hmm. Cool. You haven't talked about that. I think I talked about it because I watched it back in like January or something. I don't, or something. Did you? What? I don't remember you talking about Burning. Really? No, yeah. you didn't. No, I watched this forever ago. Oh. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? Uh-uh. You didn't watch it in January because if you watched it in January, you could have put it on your top 10. <laughs> so February or something. like <laughs> February, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. check his diary. <laughs> um, I don't even know if he logged that thing. Man, you are such a stalker. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll check. Well, you got to talk about that a little bit more and uh, what we've been watching. <laughs> yeah, we can, <laughs> we can oh, come I watched back it. to us. I watched it in June. Okay. It's January. Whatever. June, January. It's all the same. J- 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm just curious what you thought because I had it on my top 10. So. Burning? Yeah. Loved it. Okay. Five stars. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Would it have made your top 10 if you had seen yes, it in time? For sure. How yeah. high? I don't know. I'd have to look at my list. Mm. Probably like five, six. In the mid range. Yeah. You, you haven't seen it? No, I, I still haven't made it. It's on time. Amazon Prime? I'm surprised you haven't. Two and a half hours. Come on. <laughs> Dude. <just> saw... <laughs> it's worth it. Oh, it's, I know. It's very much slow burn, but it gets good. It gets real good. I'll make the time for it. Um, so okay. You, so you loved it. You loved Parasite, but you didn't love it. Uh, I liked it. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it a lot. What do you? I don't know. Because you said you loved it, and then you like made it sound like you didn't love it. <laughs> so what is it, Tom? Did you love it? Like I said before, I love it for its craft and for how interesting it was. Yeah. But emotionally, I'm not gonna. Oh, here have, we go. I'm not gonna have the tie to it. The characters. It's all about the characters, right? Character development. I don't know if it is. I think I, I think some of it's just like um, the tone of the movie. Because a lot of it is just like so um, matter of fact or like weirdly juxtaposed. Again, going to like the, the, the lightheartedness and the like sinister elements of the movie. They're so they're so intermingled that it's a little bit confusing honestly like you can't really sink very deeply into one one feeling or the other i think that's the feeling you're supposed to get though it's supposed to be a complex feeling yeah but it's not necessarily as powerful when it's that complex like the uh, reactions maybe a little bit more like muddled just because yeah yeah totally like i'm i'm thinking okay this is really bizarre it's also disturbing it's also kind of funny and, yeah. you know, even when, like, some of the most outrageous stuff happens at the end. We do have to get into spoilers, though, because there is one moment where I was just like, I cannot wait to see what happens now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's give our star ratings. Five. That's five. Four point five. All day, every day. Mm. Four point five. Fucking dissenter over here. I don't know. I think it probably does deserve a five, but I gave it a four point five. Fair enough. All right, if you have not yet seen Parasite, check the show notes. Spoilers start now. 
Travis, what's this uh, moment you're talking about? Oh, when the dude comes up the stairs with the knife. I was just like, yes. Oh, covered in blood, <laughs> like a broken nose. Yeah. <laughs> just the the stark difference in like, oh, we're having a fun, clean little party out back, and then we have this like deranged, like crazy, crazy man who's been man. living in a basement for years coming. Out. <laughs> Speaking of those stairs, like I love the way that was lit because it's like as soon as they step in, it's just so dark you can't see them. Like yeah. that, the effect of people stepping out of those shadows was yeah. so cool. Speaking of that, also I love the whole like the sun saw a ghost. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I loved that so much. I was gonna say that. <laughs> so good because when you're like, he saw a ghost, and then it it plays out. You're like that. <laughs> too good. <laughs> so, um, okay. So here's an example, right? When the guy comes up with the knife, or even before he gets the knife, he just wrecks the like the main character of the movie. If you had to pick one, right? Oh yeah, just destroys him. <laughs> and I was not. I was just like, what is happening? Not like, but deserve Not like, so. oh my god, I can't believe that that happened to the main character. You know, like I was just. You know, it was just pure entertainment, you know? You know what I mean? Well, it was shocking. Yeah, it was shocking. Not just because it was the main character. That's part of it, too. It's like, wow, they really did that? But just, like, it's violence. And then he, like, even goes back for seconds. Like, mm-hmm. the camera doesn't cut the mm-hmm. second time. The fact that he survives, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it... He it, was in the hospital It was unexpected while, in the moment, but, like, it wasn't, like... It, it was shocking, but it wasn't shocking that, like, the character did that. No. Yeah. But when I when I saw that, I didn't really feel anything other than surprise and and. I don't think you were really supposed to feel anything. Well, yeah. What in that did moment. you? What did you? I think feel like you weren't sad. Like is that <laughs> is that sad. what you mean? Yeah. You didn't feel a sense of loss. Like oh, the main character is dead. No, well, I need I need didn't die, more so. of that <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like put you know say that the movie is the movie of the year or whatever. I know, I know what you mean. I do know what you like, mean. Like, I can't just be like, "Oh, wow, that was like well done." <laughs> that was cool. Oh, yes, good job. <laughs> I mean, this isn't really a character study, though. The the main. I was just trying to illustrate my point the meat earlier and with an example, but we don't have to rehash it. Sorry, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to grill you, but I, the meat and potatoes of this movie is the, like the themes of it, mm-hmm. and like just the filmmaking and the just the storytelling itself. Mm. But I don't think. I don't think it's really a like a character driven type story. Like sure you follow characters and you invest in some of them to a degree, but I don't think that's like the the main gist of it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny too. I mean yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of really funny moments. There's like the weird like sexual relationship with the daughter and the main character cuz mm-hmm. she's like 16 and um so Travis, now that you've read the Wikipedia, you love it. What did you think? Um, actually, I don't think I read the w- w- no. Wikipedia. <laughs> it was a uh, pretty straightforward. What happened? How did you? How did you guys read the Dialogue very ending? Was easy to read too on the screen. Nice and big, nice and crisp. Subtitles, yeah. <laughs> I thought the ending was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, that that the flash forward that turns out to just be a daydream was great. Yeah, because. At first, you're thinking like, "Oh, that's like fun." He like put his mind to something and he did it, and and whatever. And then you're like, "Oh, wait, he 
he's just saying he's going to do that. Will he actually be able to pull that off? That's um, it seems unreasonable. Well, that's like that's like the metaphor. Like that that scene is basically like a metaphor for the whole movie because it's basically showing like his father. They're lower class essentially, so his father is basically a prisoner of the upper class. He's literally trapped beneath them in their basement, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for him to like free his family from poverty, he has to just get as much money as he can and literally buy the house mm-hmm. that his dad is imprisoned in to free him. It's like you have to have upward mobility in order to like liberate your family from 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 poverty essentially. So it's like the whole class warfare thing kind of summed up into a daydream, like wishful thinking. Basically. Does Korea yeah. have a really bad problem with this? The whole world does. I thing. don't think it's as, it's not as bad as America, but there is income inequality in in Korea. Hmm. I mean, basically any capitalist nation is going to have. I mean, we're further along than a lot of other countries, so that's why we're like particularly fucked. But I just meant like the whole like people not being able to get a job. Like there's just not enough work for people. Too many people, well, not enough jobs. I and know. I think there's a sense that that won't ever happen. Right. It's a very like no matter how hard you try, you can <laughs> yeah. The and oh no 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 go. Oh, I was gonna say just the whole class thing, just like the lower class, like basically like fighting against each other mm-hmm. to like survive. Um, I like that element of us of it as well. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. And then there's the moment where like the the massacre happens at the end, and the guy goes to get his keys, and he like goes like this. He's like, oh, stinky. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what puts the dad over the top and he just fucking stabs him. I loved that moment. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. I also loved the um, the progression through the early stages of the movie where they're like getting each family member a job. Yeah. Like seeing how they're going to get them. Like the peach thing, sprinkling the yeah. peach hairs on the housekeeper and stuff. That was really cool. I thought that was a really like unique element that this movie had. Like the fact that they basically like force their way into this rich family without yeah, the rich family felt knowing. like a, a caper mm-hmm. yeah yeah i did like that aspect a lot and then like the the scene where they're like celebrating and like gorging in the living room and then oh my god and the doorbell rings yeah but then like the, the the whole plan takes a turn for the family who's going away for the weekend and then them having to like straighten up before they like get home and and then I'm like hiding under the couches and tables and stuff. That was all. Pretty that awesome. whole sequence was so tense. Yeah. <laughs> like the, tur- the turning point I was referring to was when the lady's like, oh, I left something. And she's like, you can come with me. And then when that f- she opens that hidden door and it's just like dark. I was uh-huh. like, what yeah. are we getting <laughs> into here? <laughs> Like, because I was like, okay, like, I have no idea what's going to be down there. Like, it did feel like there's something about that basement, though, even before you knew there was a secret room. Just like, it was weird the first time the camera followed her into that storeroom. It's because of the shadows, the way that 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 is framed. Yeah. There's something ominous about it. Totally. Um, Best scene in the movie, though, hands down, is the pee fight. The pee and water fight. <laughs> with oh, the, oh, the yes. slow motion. That was a lot. In the alley. <laughs> I was like, this is where the half star by itself. <laughs> I don't know if that's hands down the best scene of the movie. But oh, it was, it was hands a great scene. Down. <laughs> it, that was pretty good. Yeah. Just so many great moments. Just entertaining as hell. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. All right. Anything else on Parasite? I, I mean, we could dig deeper, but. 
we could also move on to. I think there's a lot of symbolism and stuff we could get into. There is. I mean, it's 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 a uh, there's a lot of depth to the movie. It's I gotta exploring get one of those rocks. Yeah, what the fuck? To Scholars bring, Rock? Yeah, bring prosperity to my family. <laughs> Is that what that's all about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love when the dad was like, uh, when they were the exterminators were spraying in the street, and he was like, just leave the window open. It's free oh, extermination. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the whole, the whole apartment just gets tons of smoke. <laughs> I think one of my favorite, um, my favorite image in the movie is when uh, the sister is in the bathroom during the flood and the water, like the shitty muddy oh, water is yes. blasting. She's just sitting on it and she's just like, <laughs> that visual, just her smoking a cigarette, this shit that water just amazing. blasting out of the toilet. Like I, <laughs> That was pretty cool. I like that image a lot. Is that how you feel? Just Every day of my life. life. <laughs> <laughs> that's why That's why I have to pray. smoke the cigarettes. I'm just like, oh, it's okay. Everything is okay. <laughs> This Close is, my eyes. It's okay. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, loved it. I was going to touch on the the whole like them driving, dressing up as Indians at the end of the movie, and like how like they're basically like they're paid workers, but then like the the upper class family almost like treats them as you know like servants to an extent where they're like. Well, I'm paying you, so you should do whatever I want you to right. do. And but he's like, he doesn't really come out and say it, but you can tell he's like uncomfortable, like almost dressing up like a not like a clown, but like you know, he's he's it's a little humiliating. Yeah, it's humiliating. Um, so just like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the the movie treads a line where it's not like ready or not. Where the protagonist is like straight up murdering the rich people, and the rich people are like very obviously evil. Mm-hmm. There's more nuance in this movie. Like you are supposed to root against the rich family by the end of it, especially after the he like turns his nose up. But right. it's not as simple as rich people are horrible and because I mean they do the 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 family does do some pretty horrible like manipulative things in order to like get their way, force their way into this family, you know? It's and not the black rich family has no idea that they are, like, hurting anybody or how anybody's interpret. Like, no one says anything to them or is honest with them at any point. Like, They're oblivious because they can afford to be. Right. Like, I think that's yeah. part of what that is, is they just have so the much money. The retaliation, though, to them, it feels like it comes out of, like, absolutely nowhere. Like, right. They are so right. shocked. Which is also, <laughs> like, pretty funny and also leads into the sim- symbolism, but, like... Um, it's not that they're stupid. They're just oblivious because they don't have to worry about certain things like that because of the position they're in. Well, there's, I can't remember who says it, but there's a line somewhere in the movie where a character says that when you get rich, you're not interesting anymore. Like money basically irons out the wrinkles and makes you an uninteresting person. Mm. Don't they say something like that in the, the movie? Like something about they don't have wrinkles like we do or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the moment yeah, I'm talking okay. about. Yeah, there's a couple moments like that where they, you know, are talking about like the the class differences between the, their family. It's so metaphorical. Oh yeah, so <laughs> metaphorical. That was that was cracking me up. <laughs> yeah, when the sister said she's like, I don't know, I just googled art therapy and I just rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very funny, very tense. It's movie a point of the stuff. year. Not my favorite movie of the year. I don't know if I made that clear, but it's up there for me. It's. It was an emotional roller coaster. 
Literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys ready to move on? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to Jojo Rabbit. We have a clip. Let us listen. Rob Esla. You're looking. Fetching. As usual. Okay. Wow. It's because of you my son can't walk properly and has a messed up face. (laughs) He's totally angry late. Just took it. Yeah, yeah. So you are going to look after him while I'm at work? Hmm? Make sure he has a job and feels included. Got it? Got it. Yeah, really got it. Good. Guys, this is Johannes Betzler, the kid I told you about. Remember, he stole a hand grenade and blew himself up, and as a result, I got demoted for negligence. Now I get to work in this office with all these wonderful kids. Okay, Jojo Rabbit is the new film from Taika Waititi, who gave us Thor Ragnarok, which uh, me and Tom love, and Travis... Still gotta rewatch that. Papood. Gag on cock. (laughs) (laughs) He directed What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People. He's uh, in Disney's pocket nowadays. So there was a lot of controversy when Disney bought Fox about this movie coming out, because there's Nazis in it. Um, Wait, so this is a Fox movie? Yeah. Oh, Fox Searchlight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, plot synopsis reads, A young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Movie stars Roman Griffin Davis, Thomasin McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson, Taika Waititi, and Sam Rockwell. Tom did not see this one, so we're not going to do any spoilers on it, but... uh, Travis, uh, for, before you go into your thoughts on the movie, where were you at anticipation-wise? Because you like you like Taika Waititi. You like yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. You hated Thor Ragnarok. Yep. What we do in the shadows. Haven't seen it. Mm. It's the best comedy of the 2000s. I don't think I've seen any of his like early stuff. Like Boy Eagle vs. Shark. Or, is that what it's called? Well, or he has just, a movie called Eagle vs. Shark. Yeah, but Boy. Is it's it just Boy. Boy? Okay. Yeah. Maybe Boy is it another. Are you thinking of Kid A, the Radiohead album? I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be a movie out there that's that Kid has a? a similar title. Or Boy A. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now I'm confused. Oh, anyway. you're thinking of about Boy A. About a boy? <laughs> <laughs> about a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel. Uh, or the prequel? Mm. I don't know. Anyways. Um, sequel to the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was pretty excited. Uh, it sounded like the hype was pretty high coming out of TIFF. Like it won the audience award. Um, so, yeah, pretty excited for it. Um, I don't really discredit him for Ragnarok because that's in the that's in Disney's hands, not his. And people love that movie. You're you're the anomaly on that one. Yeah. Well, it was a terrible experience, but <laughs> I'm willing to give it another chance. I just every time I look at it, I'm like, Is he doing the the next Thor movie? I think. I so. think so. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? That was such a hit, right? Yeah. Everyone loved it. Uh. Anyway, so Jojo Rabbit. I liked it quite a bit. I I like it the least of the three we're reviewing today. Same. Um. Feels kind of like a a ripoff of uh, Moonrise Kingdom a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got those vibes from the from the trailer. Big time Wes Anderson vibes. Yeah, I mean different setting, obviously, but I think some similar <laughs> themes and just like the quirkiness of it and 
just like the visual style of it. It just feels like a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the kid Jojo was real good. Really good. I had, I don't think I've seen him in anything before. No, I don't know what else he's been in, but he he was amazing in this movie. I was dying the the opening scene when he's running through the town saying "Hi Hitler" to everyone, <laughs> just skipping around town all like joyfully. I was dying, but I don't think anything really lived up to that opening moment. Um, there are some other funny moments, but um, I don't even know if I can really articulate what I disliked about it. I just didn't necessarily love it. So I think I know what you try, what you want to say. So this movie, there has been some controversy around this movie because it's basically making light of that the Holocaust and right. <laughs> but I kind of wanted it to go a little bit further with this concept because it's like pushing yeah. some buttons and it's like. Well, I think it's all like personal because like I think someone can say it should be it should lean in more. Some some people could say, oh, it, ro- it rode the line just fine. And then some people could say, oh, it's super offensive. I this shouldn't it, have been made in the first yeah, place. Yeah, it all depends on, like, your personal, like, <coughs> like morals or preferences or... Yeah. And background, too, probably. Yeah. Well... Like if you're a German. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you're a Nazi, you hate this movie. <laughs> um, so this movie is basically... Life is Beautiful, if it was directed by Wes Anderson. And a lot of people have said that. Have you guys seen Life is Beautiful? I have not. No. It's a Holocaust movie, but the first, like, probably three-fourths of it, it's very light and funny. And then it gets dark by the end of it once they actually get put in a camp. But It sounds... Well, the description I heard made it sound kind of weird. Like, odd. It is. It was very well-revered like, do they make back in this time. light of the situation... While they're in the concentration camp, like the whole hey, this thing, is not as bad as it actually is. That's like the whole point of the movie. But it is. It's because the father is trying to keep his children from really like, seeing protect them. Yeah, so he's making jokes and he's trying to make light of the situation. Uh, that movie's not very good, but similar, it's trying not make light of the Holocaust, but it has a light tone. So. I think this movie does a much better job of that because it is life is beautiful feels grounded. This does not. It's so fantastical. The portrayal of Hitler is just so, I mean, it's what this boy thinks Hitler is not Mm -hmm. who Hitler actually is. I don't think anybody, but Taika Waititi could have pulled this off. Yeah. Cause it's just playing Hitler for humor it works one because he doesn't actually look like Hitler. He's got the mustache, but and just the way he talks, like he's such, he has such a funny voice, mm-hmm. pulls off the Hitler thing well. <laughs> um, it's funny, but and there's like some emotional moments. I will say, I thought this movie was gonna be more similar to Moonrise Kingdom, and that I thought it was just gonna be like a Nazi summer camp, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that doesn't last very long. It's more about uh, Scarlett Johansson is is basically hiding a, a Jewish girl in their home, and JoJo doesn't know about it. So there's some good emotional notes there. I, I like the movie is kind of all over the place, though. Totally, I mean, I, for I, sure. Yeah, but just like even like what it decides to spend its time on too. Yeah. Um, which I think it it handled it well for the most part. Like I don't think it like like I don't think like the tone shifts really threw me off, and I don't think like the the plot points necessarily threw me off but 
it does feel just like all over the place across the board. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my thing, my, my favorite thing about the movie was the relationship between Jojo and Elsa, who is played by Thomas and Mackenzie, who was in Leave No Trace. She was a little girl in Leave mm. No Trace. Oh, did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah. She was really good in that movie. She's really good in this movie. Um, I like that aspect of. It. I did get a little bored towards the middle of it. Um, but some really good moments. But overall, it's just. It's a little messy. His friend is really funny. The we chubby don't get kid? A, uh, yeah, we don't get a lot of them, but the screen time he does get, he kills. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's kind of a cliche, like the charming, funny, fat kid. You know what I mean? He kind of reminds me of like a real-life version of the kid from Up. <laughs> oh, Russell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because he looks similar. He's like, he just has like the sa- similar personality and like they're both like, kind of like in a like a boy scout type club mm-hmm. so. how did the emotional moments work for you were they out of place did they um, resonate they i don't think they were out of place but they didn't necessarily really resonate um well i don't want to spoil anything but like there was the shoes yeah there was one thing that threw me off and then like the the ending i don't know i didn't really get like i didn't really get that much emotion from that but the very I'm end, an emotionless really. person, so right. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> there is a line though that I don't, I can't spoil, but it was like maybe joke of the year, but it's a very personal thing because like, and I I can't even talk about it because it's a, I don't want to spoil the line, but like, there's something that like, like I will do to Chelsea that's very similar, and so when. Taekwondo did that. I just like lost it. to Jojo. Yes, he basically is like begging for him to like do mm. one thing for him. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, <laughs> he wants him to say something. He wants Jojo to say something. Yes, at Travis, the very end of the he, movie, he's about to bubble over. He's. About I know to what you're right talking. I, I know <laughs> what you're talking about, but I don't know what he what he was saying. He repeats the it the way like, he says it, and like. In in the voice, like the line itself, it is amazing, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's in the voice. It's all in the voice. I'll tell you after. Okay. With Tom not around, but it kills. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't have that much to say about this movie. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's that deep. Don't it's... you think it's weird that it won the audience award at TIFF? No, it feels like a crowd pleaser to me. I guess. My crowd loved it. The people I saw it with, there were lots of laughs. There was a woman up front who was fucking cackling all the time. It was annoying the hell out there of me, honestly. There wasn't much laughter. There was, a, there was a guy behind me who was, him and I were on the same, same wavelength, but beyond that. You laughed at the same places? Yeah. There were... Any groaning? I was like, he, he knows what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like there were some jokes that people felt uncomfortable laughing at. Because yeah. a lot of the humor is like the Nazi propaganda thing of like Jewish people hang upside down in caves and they feast on the blood of babies, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was some stuff that was said that was like funny, but you're like, I don't, I don't know if I should be laughing at this. Like there were s- a few moments that I think people were kind of uncomfortable by some of that humor. Well, were they presented as funny because they're so outrageous? 
or most of it is very outrageous. Yeah, but also like there's like a stupidity to it as well, like in addition to the outrageousness. Like, but I you're laughing at the Nazis yes. for believing this stuff or for saying it. Yeah, yeah. But like, yes. there's a scene in the I think it's in the trailer where Sam Rockwell's like shooting a target or something, and he's like shooting through his legs. Yeah, behind <laughs> his back, and <laughs> it's it's real good. Sam Rockwell is just Empire. being typecast is like the racist who winds up being a good guy. Like mm-hmm. that's just his thing. The lovable racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Sam Rockwell's lane nowadays, which is unfortunate, but he's pretty funny. I, I yeah, he's getting some. I I do like his um, comedicness. Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell's the best. <laughs> I love Sam Rockwell. I would love to hang out with Sam Rockwell. Seems he just like seems so get fun. A bear with. Oh yeah, he was good. Rebel Wilson was okay, I guess. Yeah, she's in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Alfie Allen from uh, Game of Thrones. Reek. Oh god, he's like Sam Rockwell's sidekick. Why is that guy still in movies? I don't know. He's not good. He's Reek. not horrible. There's. Did you like that like sexual tension moment? It's pretty it's pretty quick, but between Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen, they like kind of stare at each other for a oh, second. Yeah. It happens very quick, but that made me laugh. Yeah. There's a at least an undertone of that. Yeah. Within those characters. So yeah. it's I don't know. I like I I do get why this movie won the audience award. It's a crowd pleaser. You were hyped though, right? Oh yeah, I was I was excited for it. I love Taiko ITT. And it's I do feel like he could have gone a little further and it would have made the movie more interesting as it, as it stands. It's a, it's a good time, but I don't think it's that deep. It's a pretty surface level movie. It's just kind of a, it's a farce. It's it's not an uncut gem, but it's a good time. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Wow. Um, So pre-hyped. Oh man. That's Less, less than a month, baby. If it plays here on time, it will definitely play here. We'll see. It w- it's supposed to be released December thirteenth. Oh, okay, but plenty of time. Oh yeah. If Good Time made made it here, I'll cut gems well. Yeah, we got the Sandler bump. Got Scorsese behind it as well. Producer, I think he's a producer. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm back on board. Oh my god, <laughs> that was off. Half star bump. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Pre watch. <laughs> All right, I don't have anything else on JoJo. Do you? No, not really. All right, let's give our star ratings. Um, four, almost four point five, but I'm gonna go with the four. Probably we- the highest rated four star movie of the the year so far. My for highest me. rated four star movie, <laughs> four star movies for me, like the top top four star tier. Mm-hmm. It goes the lighthouse, mm-hmm. the farewell, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit. I need to see the farewell. F- fair enough. You should see it with Sarah. It's probably yeah. going to be on like Hulu or something. Soon. Yeah, I'm maybe thinking Amazon. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's a twenty four. Right. Um, okay, let's move on to what we've been watching. I've lived. I literally watched. I think one other movie besides this stuff. So someone else can go if you guys got some shit you got to fire off. Um, I could talk some TV. TV. Um, I finished season three of Big Mouth, so I'm all caught up on big mouth i'm Amazing. not even caught up yet really you didn't finish it there's like well i've been busy i was in florida and then i had the flu no ex- <laughs> the flu that's a perfect time to i watch can't watch it without movies. Haley though we watch it together oh okay so you haven't seen like the last couple episodes then Mm-mm. Uh, there's maybe Bummer. maybe two episodes i haven't seen oh well the 
like the second to last episode is like I feel like it's like the the centerpiece of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it's regarding though. I would need a little more detail. Well, it might be a spoiler, so I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil the 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 excitement of it. I don't remember the last episode, so I can't tell you where I'm at. We're we're probably well, like they do a disclosure musical. Have you seen that? No. Okay. So there's an episode. Disclosure? Like the yeah. Michael Crichton yes. <laughs> novel? <laughs> With what? The Michael Douglas Demi Moore yeah. movie? Yeah. So they do a musical in the show. Based... Have you watched all of it yet or no? Yes. Did I like just like steamroll you guys and now I'm caught up with Big Mouth that you guys are? No, no, no. I'm, I've finished it. Okay. You, don't you recall that? And there's also another, um, there's another uh, Netflix tie-in to Big Mouth as well. Same episode. Don't want to spoil it, but without spoiling it, come on. You'd think you'd remember the episode where they put on a musical, a school musical, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it. <laughs> yes, I did see it. But there's a, there's like a big kind of like reveal. There, there's some cameos. Yeah. You know I remember there being cameos, but I don't remember who they were. It's a big deal. Was it Rick and Morty? No. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not even going to say it. But anyways, Big Mouth is great. Love it. Very funny. Um, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I did start uh, BoJack Horseman. I'm about four or five episodes in. I forget the the episode, but there was a really funny episode, or at least like some funny moments in it. But so far, I'll just say slightly underwhelmed, just because. At least Matt says it's like the best show ever. That show takes some time. Okay. Season one, I like season one, but it's the worst season. Okay. So at least make it through season. If as long as I you're don't enjoying dislike it. it, I like it. I'm just like not like head over heels yeah. for it. You've seen? I mean, just one episode, two episodes, like four or five. Okay, so you saw the episode with uh, Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, where Bojack yes. buys the muffins. That episode was amazing. <laughs> he goes, he goes on air, and he gets in like a fight with. <laughs> that's Patton Oswalt too that does that yeah, voice. He does voice for like multiple characters. Yeah, he does the Penguin too, the characters. publisher. Yeah, yeah. I also uh, finished season two of Big Little Lies. I still haven't done that. Really? I had, me and Haley haven't watched the finale yet. Really? <laughs> I bailed on that show. What? It's still good. I mean, so I don't know if no. I just like checked out while you guys talked about Big Little Lies, but like Meryl Streep's character is fucking nuts. Yeah. In season two, <laughs> <laughs> like unhinged. She's psycho. Crazy. Well, it's it's kind of a hinged crazy, I guess. It's hinged crazy. <laughs> yeah, not a. <laughs> Like one hinge, <laughs> it's like a it's like a Nintendo DS. Like one of the hinges is broken off, but this other one's she's still on a, there. She's such a frustrating character. Like, don't you just want to wring her neck? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She she's makes everything so, so annoying, like, uncomfortable, and she's just... like, I just don't believe he could have done it. <laughs> yeah, he he did it. Like, <laughs> this is not up for debate. It's weird to see Meryl Streep play a character you're supposed to just like hate. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's one, interesting. One thing though. That season committed a sin. It used, I think, Mystery of Love by Soup John Stevens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not mm. acceptable. You can't. you can't do that. Not okay. Out. That's that movie song. Can't use it. I've heard you make this complaint before. Not about this song, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't. They maybe used you, it somewhere else. And maybe it was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was in the trailer. Because you brought it up. You were yeah. like, that's not okay that oh. they used... Wait, maybe it wasn't a different movie. No, it was 
It was. It was specific, yeah. but you you just started watching it, right? Yeah, we watched it all within like the last couple weeks. How would he have known that Big Little Lies used that song? I, I was gonna. Tanya. Oh, you know, I think one of us mentioned it, and then you were like, "Oh, that's oh, not okay. okay." That's probably what it was. Travis has these like deep Matt. Deep agree with set me. Principles. It's not okay. <laughs> Um, that song was written for that movie, yeah. and that song plays such an integral part of that movie. So if you hear it anywhere else, it's just like, can't do it. I well, it, it was lame, but I'm not like, come on, have a strong feelings. That about was your it. movie of the year. Man. Yeah, but I love that song. Yeah, but don't you want it to like live, live and die in the call me by your name world? No, not necessarily. No. If Eye of the Tiger pops up in a different movie, which it has plenty of times, is that unforgivable? Because uh, that was written for Rocky. But that, I mean, that has like an iconicness to it, but it's not used in like an emotional way. You know what I mean? Picture this. You're watching a romance. Things start to get hot and heavy. Can you feel the love tonight comes on? Does it bother you? No. You love it. <laughs> uh, no, that would bother me. It's a little too on the nose. <laughs> And that's, we all know where that comes from. But anyways, you can't do it. There's certain songs you just can't steal. What's another one? I don't know. (laughs) If I come up with another one. Okay, come on, Spielberger. (laughs) How about uh, Night Call from Drive? Yeah, what if someone else used a real hero? Uh, Actually, a movie did use Under Your Spell. Oslo... August oh, August 31st, 31st or whatever. I watched that. That came out before Drive, though, didn't it? Or maybe even so. the same year. They came out pretty close together because that movie at this point is like probably seven years old now. I saw it in college. That's a. Uh, I don't know. The fact Von that Trier, right? Mystery of Love was written for Call Me By Your Name and the just like how emotional that movie is. Come on. You guys should. You guys had it higher than me. You should be on board with this. No. It's I I was like eh why are they using the song but I'm not yeah I agree with Come you on. I'm just I don't be in hyperbolic it's, yeah it's I don't feel as strong fun, I just thought the scene was <laughs> stupid and the season was stupid and everyone should just stop at the end of season one I didn't think it was stupid I enjoyed season two but I, yeah it's so good I don't think I don't think it was necessary but no I don't think it was necessarily unnecessary either. Like it's it was that's completely just, unnecessary. That's just how TV goes these days. If it's a hit, they got to turn it into something. Oslo that's came not, out in 2011. Drive came out in 2011. 2011. Oh, so gotta, who did it first? Got to check the production dates on this. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of a show that stopped right on time. Breaking Bad, which I'm rewatching mm-hmm. to catch up so I can watch El Camino. Mm-hmm. I just finished season four. And it was season a banger. Five, it, season four is probably the best season, I think. Dude, the last like four or five episodes of season four. <laughs> wowie, wow. So <laughs> wowie. Good. Like, you know, the, the thread unravels. The sweater is no longer put together. <laughs> loose, loose thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything just goes to shit. And you see, like, the real, like, that's where you get the real emotional, emotional highs. Season five was the last season, right? And it got cut into two parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There's a lot of hype building up to that season five. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people had they they were like not into it, right? Season they, five, they um, just, they found the end like difficult. I think to people accept. were mostly satisfied, but I think there were people who had some issues with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty satisfying conclusion. Yeah, there's only one way this can go. Pretty much. Um, so, do you like it better now that you're like binging it? Like what's been a better experience? I binged it a lot when I first saw it because it was already through like its first three seasons. So I think I was able to binge at least three seasons. I think I caught on like around like season two. Okay. And then got, you know, caught up and then watched Watched them as it came out. Yeah. I think the show is still great, but I no longer consider it like untouchable for best show ever. That Breaking Bad kind of kicked off like Breaking Bad Mad Men kind of kicked off like this new golden age of television. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I know there was an original Prior to golden that was age, Sopranos. But... <laughs> yeah, but that was kind so of so there was the Sopranos, but then there was like okay, no other people besides HBO can do this too. Yeah, yeah, AMC. Yeah, because you had the Wire, it. you had the Sopranos, like cable television. It is crazy that AMC was responsible for. Mad Men and Breaking Bad. I know. Because prior to that, I don't think they'd really been in the TV game. But then they, they come out and they have like some of the two best shows of the last like 10 years or so. Yeah. And then, I mean, The Walking Dead sucks, but it's incredibly popular. True. That show is still going. Hope and Catch Fire. Have you guys AMC. seen that? Uh, People no. love that show. That was an AMC show, I'm pretty sure. I have only watched a few episodes of Walking Dead. I never really caught on. Oh, it's garbage. The first, the pilot episode... Of that show is awesome. Yeah, I remember. But being good. after season I think one, I maybe watched the first season because it's, it's like, like only four six, episodes yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, that show gargles my balls. That show almost seems like it turned into like, let's see which character will die next, so I can like feel bad about it and talk about it with others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the like main like. What show was this? Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Oh, I never. It just turned into so. like a like. Oh, a major character dies. Let's be sad and talk. They try to be like a water cooler show. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the only people who watch. Like honestly, Walking Dead is one of those shows where people say they still love it and watch it. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not gonna listen to anything you're gonna. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, while while we're life. still in TV land, I got Disney Plus, and I've mm-hmm. watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian. The only two episodes that are out right now. People are losing their fucking and minds over Baby Yoda. It is amazing. No, that is a spoiler, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's a Baby Yoda? Yeah. It's super cute. It's not... Oh, I've seen the picture. It's not gifts. Yoda, but it's... The same species. There was some... Oh. So somebody tweeted... Yodeling? <laughs> some Star Wars, Star Wars nerd <laughs> tweeted, like, I'm getting so fucking tired of people calling this thing baby yoda it's not yoda yoda died in return of the jedi this takes place five years after and then somebody responded like but it's still called baby yoda and it got like 150 (laughs) likes basically like fuck you nerd it's baby yoda well no one knows what to call what the species is called so yeah and it, it it sounds like there's a rumor that george lucas has given the species a name now for this series and we're gonna learn about it Wow. Get the fuck out of so. here. Like, that's the carrot they're going to dangle. Hey, did you ever want to know. know what Yoda species you know is called? Star Wars Keep watching. Tune it. in next week. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less what it's called, but it's an amazing show so far. Okay. It feels like a, a Western set in the Star Wars universe. It's yeah. a little bit darker than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. 
some sweet action. The production levels are just right. Who's who plays uh, main characters a badass? Yeah, it's some good lines. What's his name? Pedro, Pas- Pedro Pascal. Yeah, from Narcos and a couple other things. I think Triple Frontier, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, he was uh, uh the vi- the Viper. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's awesome so far. Um, How's Werner? Great. It's yeah. It's you guys. Is he should... the Obi Wan equivalent? No. Like, what is he? Uh, he's like someone who's like giving bounties. I don't know what you would call them, but so he like serves. He like hands out the bounties, pays out the. Yeah, he's only been in like one scene so far. I don't know if he's going to be oh. much else, but um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's great. It's the uh, the main reason to get Disney Plus. And Disney Plus is seven dollars a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else comes with it? The Simpsons. Yeah, you get the Simpsons. You get like all the the National Geographic stuff. You get like all most, the Marvel. Yeah, most are all the Marvel movies. All the like, there's like Even Stevens, Boy Meets World, like all the Disney Channel shows, all the Disney Channel original movies, like Brink mm. and Xenon. You were highlighting the wrong things. Uh, <laughs> Disney cool. movies, fucking. Lady in the Tramp, yeah, all Mermaid. The, all the you get all the whole, the whole catalog. Basically the whole catalog, Which except is, for like the super old, like a super racist stuff. They there is like some withheld. of that stuff, though. Is Aristocats on there? Yeah, Aristocats is on there. Good. Um, but the the highlight is Mandalorian. I kind of want to get it just for like a couple months to watch the Mandalorian. And 4K Star Wars. Yes. First episode, 40 minutes. Second episode, 30 minutes. And go on. You're saying that as like a good thing? <laughs> well, you know what? Normally I'd be like the shorter the better. But for Star Wars and this story, I could go a little longer. How many? I'd be okay with the hour long episodes. But most hour long TV shows, you better be worth it or I'm not interested. <laughs> because if it's, you're a 13 hour season and you're not that great, I could watch six movies in that time. So. <laughs> how, m- <laughs> how many eps uh, are they talking? Eight, I think. Do you know Bryce Dallas Howard is a director of one of them? What? Because yeah. she's Ron Howard's daughter. Is that why? I don't know, but she directs the next episode. Ugh. And then John Favreau wrote and created all of it. And then some like TV directors doing the majority of it. But then there's a couple other similar directors like that. But Taika does the finale. Oh, yeah? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And another fun fact, Ludwig Goransson does the score. This guy is huge now. He's the next Zimmer. What has he done before? He did Black Panther, and he won the Academy Award for it. Mm-hmm. And he's doing Tenant, the new Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. adventure. <laughs> yeah, he's Saw, big news. Is is that an extended trailer? I feel like that's a little bit more than I've seen in the past. Tenant? Yeah. That's my first time seeing it. Any sort of trailer? Yeah. Oh. Maybe I like blacked out the last few times I saw the trailer, but I feel like I saw a little bit more this time. <laughs> you're just so overwhelmed by the fire. You're like, oh my God, it's happening. And then you just conk out. <laughs> All the blood rushes to your head and you just pass out. Yeah. Hmm. The movie better begin. Oh, After that turd Dunkirk, like he Dude, really needs a rebound. Dunkirk is, <laughs> is the gold standard now. <laughs> No, 1917 is going to be the new gold standard for war movies. Are you excited for that? I'm you big know time I'm excited. excited. <laughs> big time excited. 1917. That's the to... that's the new Sam Mendes, World War One. It's supposed to be in one shot, too. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's meant to look like it's yeah. all one shot. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Big Dick Cumber, 
bitch. Uh, um, Colin Firth. Yeah. And then the two, the, those are the only faces I recognize, but trailer looks it's gonna be huge. It's tense. Yeah. That movie's going to be great. Oh, yes. I remember this trailer. You're like, you're over the moon about that, but you have to be a hater on Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk was not very good. Well, Tom, if they ever played in Pacific Science Center, I'll buy your ticket. We'll go again. And you can see it in the proper uh, seat. The way it should have been <laughs> instead of giving yourself a kink in your neck. I liked it better at home, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> when Matt did this little demo 4K, I was... Nothing can compete. <laughs> no offense to your setup, but nothing can compete with the real deal IMAX. Nothing. You guys, the visual fidelity is not that you important. Guys don't, the sound and visuals. It's an immersive experience. Did I tell? I think I told you. Uh, Morrissey chewed through the fucking like audio optic cable of my soundbar, and now oh, the soundbar no. doesn't work. You could probably buy a replacement. Yeah, I have to get a replacement. He's just gonna fucking chew through that one. He is. I hate that cat, dude. He is the worst. I've probably lost over five hundred dollars in electronic devices due to my cats. What? Just chewing and scratching stuff. Yeah, chewing and scratching. One time, Bandit knocked my laptop off my dresser. It was kind of in a weird spot. So it was like kind of my fault, but right. also like, come on, dickhead, don't knock <laughs> my laptop off the dresser. But hundreds of dollars just down the drain. Sylvie chewed through a pair of Beats headphones, my favorite Sony over-ear ones that were amazing. All the good ones, just gone. But yeah. who do you, who do you blame? Cats. The cat. But shouldn't have it. Well, you can't really... I mean, what are you going to do? Unplug your soundboard every night? <laughs> <laughs> for me, like, I put my headphones in, like, a an opportune spot for them to just, like, oh, go yeah, nuts. Sure. And so you can't blame me. Like, I should put those away. But soundbar, you can't really. He just goes behind the TV and chews on things and stands up. I'm worried he's just going to push the thing over one of these days. Well, they're not allowed behind the TV. Once they're behind the TV, it's, like, red alert. Yeah, that's what I do every time. And okay. this cat does not give a fuck. <laughs> We've sprayed him with a water bottle. We put him in timeout. Yeah. I've bopped him on the head a couple times. Nothing. Yeah. You can't teach a cat. No, no, you can't. My cat's been on the counters. Right. Every I mean, day. unless you're fucking Jackson Galaxy or something. I'm about like, to piss my pants. I gotta go. All right. Okay. Um, how much did you watch, Tom? That's it. Just Breaking Bad. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. Um, well, I have a couple things. Um, what have I been watching? I watched two movies. Did I watch anything else? I think that might be it. Well, I watched on Halloween while I was in Florida. I watched Jennifer's Body. Mm. I never saw this? that. No. It's awesome. Really? I loved it. Yeah. It's uh, Diablo Cody wrote it and Karen Kusama directed it. She did Destroyer with mm. uh, Nicole Kidman last okay. year. Um, Movie was not very well liked when it first came out, but there's been like it's been reevaluated in recent years. It's like a feminist horror like staple, basically. Right. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's funny and like quirky and clever. I mean, Diablo Cody wrote it, so I mean that's to be expected. There's like quirky stylized dialogue, but it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Meg- Megan Fox is really good as Jennifer. Amanda Seyfried is good as the friend. It's basically. She gets abducted by this like satanic band and they like perform a ritual because they think she's a virgin, but she's mm-hmm. not a virgin. So then she becomes like 
a bloodthirsty monster, basically. Oh, just, she gets uh, turned into a succubus. Is that weird cheerleader wrong. movie you watch? Jennifer's body. Oh, never mind. Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> Fucking spoilers, dude. Uh, yeah, you've seen Jennifer's body, yeah, though, right? Yeah, I've seen it a couple it's times. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Haley really likes it, so we, uh, she owned the DVD. I'd put it, it in like the, uh, the Idle Hands realm. Idle Hands is a, a worse movie. Like yeah. just budget and just... but just like the like tone of it i guess like a mm. kind of a fun horror like a little wacky but yeah they're both kind of goofy but yeah i don't know jennifer's body is dealing with some serious things but you know yeah maybe has a little bit more to say than idle hands. yes yeah <laughs> i don't think idle hands is saying <laughs> much of anything um but it was good i really enjoyed it um and then the other movie i watched the one that travis was just alluding to the positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom. Oh, wow. So Haley Never heard, about, heard of this. Haley heard about this from my favorite murder, the podcast. I guess they were talking about this case and it got turned into a movie and they mentioned the name of the movie. So Haley wanted to see it. Not many people know about it. I'm pretty sure it's an HBO movie. Like, but like 1993 HBO movie, it's been logged by like 800 people on Letterboxd or something. Um, but it's pretty good. Holly Hunter plays the main character, and she is amazing in this movie. I love Holly Hunter. She is so good. So basically, the uh, the gist of the movie is that Holly Hunter is is the mom. She's the alleged She's, cheerleader. She's um, big sick, raised in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, Pretty good. Oh, brother, where art thou? Holly Hunter's in that movie. Not ringing a bell, but she plays the. I she you. plays uh, Clooney's wife that he finally gets to, and she's like talking about the ring that he Whoa. needs to get her. And stuff. Oh Spoilers. yeah, at the end of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Holly Hunter plays the mom, and basically the the plot of the movie is that her kid gets kind of bullied and doesn't get onto the cheerleading squad. And she thinks it's because this different cheer mom sabotaged her. So she looks into hiring her step, not step, her brother-in-law to murder the other mom. And then that guy basically tries to frame her. So he like gets in touch with the FBI and it's about like this murder plot or they're going to kill the mom. And it's like really goofy. It's not a well-made movie. Like it looks and feels like a TV movie before TV movies like were good. But Holly Hunter is just amazing in it. It's her. And then Bo Bridges plays the uh, brother-in-law. Uh, it's just really fun. Like it's you, you, you're coming for Holly Hunter's performance. It's goofy. It's a good time. It's a not. Did you rent that at Scarecrow? Yes, at Scarecrow. Of course. Right? They they have everything. Who else would have it? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere. The DVD is like sixty bucks. Um, but it's good. If you ever did, you have to put down like a deposit to nope. rent this. It was just a regular. <laughs> just a regular. So they what, actually. What if you lost it? You know, in quotes, lost it and had to re- replace it or pay for the. I'm talking scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Deets. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what Just their curious. their policy is. I know if you return it late, it's I think the full price of the rental every day you're late. But yeah, but like if you lose like a library item, like I think like a DVD, I think it's like twenty five bucks charge. Yeah. So just curious, you might be. Able I'm not to, sure. I'm sure it depends on you the. Might movie. be able to make some money off this. <laughs> yeah, you can turn a profit. <laughs> 
<laughs> sell it back to Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> they probably look on eBay and Amazon and stuff, and they charge you what it would cost to actually replace it. Yeah, and you I go on know. the wall of shame, like this asshole fucking lost our. Yeah, copy revoked of his membership. Cheerleaders must die, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the positively true adventure of the alleged cheerleading murdering mom. Um, yeah, I'll ask you in six months what the title is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Matt still has my copy of Doom. Doom? I do. The video game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that game rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I asked you if you wanted it back one time, and you were like, yeah, no rush. No mm. rush. It's just sitting. It's the same. It's just sitting. I don't think uh, there's really much to do after you play that game. It's no, like not itching for a again, replay? Except play it again. I guess. You play <laughs> On it again. a harder difficulty. No, 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 no. That's not. No, Some of those that. sound insane. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't even think you can die or you like start back at the start. What in Doom? Yeah. They have a difficulty where like you literally have to beat it. Oh, like no death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. The, and the difficulty is like insane on top of that. It's not just like you can't die. It's hard as fuck yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's it. Let me check my diary real quick. I, did, I I was mostly playing games when I was sick and watching TV. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon and Luigi's Mansion. I'll do, Chip. I'll do a couple. Oh, Unfriended Dark Web. Okay. Last time we recorded, uh, I hadn't gotten to it yet. Um, all I care about, did you watch all of the alternate endings? No. no. <laughs> Who cares? I forgot. <laughs> uh, it's on par with the first Unfriended. It's good. I think it's a little better. It goes a little darker, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're both interesting. I mean, this one's more like, like the title suggests, like dark web, like murder, shady shit on the internet type of thing as opposed to a possession thing. But No, I thought that was the deep web. Yeah. Dark web, deep web, it's uh, names for the same thing. Mm. I think there's a, what's the program? Do you guys know much about this? Is it Tor? T-O-R? Is it the one with the like little like canoe or like? Do I recall? like the logo? Like the no, icon? like the program in the movie, right? It's like a a little like. Oh, you're on the raft, and you're like, "That's so <laughs> yeah. stupid." I thought that was really dumb. No, I think it's Tor. That's the program that people use to access the dark web. I've never been on the dark web. But no idea. Kind of curious. I, I want to see what's going. What's well. going on? Yeah, what's going on? on I don't this even dark know web? if Tor is like, if it's a single uh, program or if it's like a type of program that there are multiple. Just another layer of the internet. I wonder how hard it is. No exists. I've got to imagine it's more complicated than just like you click download and it's like, do you want to run the software? And you say yes, and then all of a sudden you're on the dark web. Like Tor is a free and open source software for enabling anonymous communication. I said HTTP. People use that to access the dark web. It's untraceable. Dark web backslash. www.darkweb.com. No, no. Dark web's before www. Oh, that's how you get in. Yes, it's dark web. Just through Firefox or whatever. I thought it was WWDW, Worldwide Dark Web. <laughs> it, it could be. I haven't gone down there yet. Dot hitman dot drugs. Dot diddler. <laughs> um, it, was, it was good. I don't really have much to say. It's uh, If you like cheesy, fun horror movies, uh, and fr- the unfriended movies are solid. 
That's I, all I got. I saw a subtitled dark movie as well. Oh, shit. Terminator Dark Fate. Oh. <laughs> which was god-awful. Um, well, so, like, Terminator Genesis awful? Haven't or seen Genesis. Terminator Salvation awful? Haven't seen Salvation since the theater. Don't remember really liking it. It was horrible. Don't really, really have an opinion about it. It was just... Salvation? Like it happened. You Bad. Know? Yeah. Three... Haven't seen in forever. Three, three is awesome. One and two kill, obviously. And three also is underrated. Okay, well, <laughs> just we're talking about Dark Fate here. Uh, trash, pure trash. Hmm. Um, I like Mackenzie Davis a lot. Didn't really feel like her performance or character was that at all interesting. The villain is brutal. It's like one of those villains that just can't die. Like even more so than the the T one thousand. Then Patrick, whatever from yeah. Terminator Two. Like this guy does not die, and so like that immediately just like removes any sort of like suspense or like thrill of fighting him. Uh, it was cool seeing Linda Linda Hamilton <laughs> um, reprise her role as Sarah Connor, but her introduction in the movie is spoiled in the trailer. Was it the highway thing? Yeah. What the? She just shows up in a truck? Yeah. How does like she know? She just knows. How, <laughs> She's a hunter. She's got Terminator senses? Yep. What but about he, Arnie? Uh, he was all right. I, I did like his... He's not in it that much, but it's fine. It's like one of those, like, you know, almost like throwaway, like, cameo type things. Um, Are we going to get an Irishman-esque drama with Schwarzenegger... <laughs> Stallone, Lundgren. It's going to be called The Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s I can't action wait. hero. It's going to be directed by uh, uh, John... Turtletob? John Turtletob. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't... Uh, who's the guy who does Turtletob's voice? Isn't it J.K. Simmons? I'm yeah, sure. I'm pretty so. sure he does Turtletob's voice. Lenny. Yeah, Lenny Turtletop. <laughs> That's what you were referring to, right? No. What were you? Isn't John Turtletop a director? No, Lenny Turtletop is the, but the John turtle Turtletop director. is a director. I think he's an action director. John Turtletop? Yeah, I'm making a legit. I'm not making sure a joke. You're not joke. thinking of uh, uh, Leguizamo? Why were you surprised? Why you were both laughing so hard? Yeah, <laughs> you were like, like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we're laughing funny. now. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, my joke killed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure John Turtletop is a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Cool Runnings. <laughs> Best action movie <laughs> of our time. Oh, he did the Meg, oh, yeah, Sorcerer's kills. Apprentice, the National Treasure movies. Guy kills. He's a pioneer. Talk about a national treasure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. All right. Anyway, it's so it sucks. It's uh, bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Tim Miller's a hack. Didn't like it. Oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> Dead on arrival. <laughs> so, guys, I've been doing some research on the dark web. <laughs> Just now? Yeah. Wait, in the dark web or about the dark web? About. Okay. And I found a, a really nice graphic. So, you got the World Wide Web. And then inside of that, there's the surface web. All right? Are portions, you showing us the levels of Portions <laughs> of www that are indexed by search engines and thus make up the majority of the internet that most people use on a daily basis. Then there's the deep web. This is the portion of the web accessible through a browser, is but not indexed by Google or other search engines. Or the same as dark. So they overlap. See this? 
dark and deep. See this overlap? chart? Oh. We've got surface web, and then we've dark got deep web. Dark web is Von Deepa. Deep web is you know you're not on you're not on. You're Google. off the grid. You're off the grid, but still accessible through a browser. Now we've got dark net. Dark net services and sites that are not in the dark web include email, chat, file sharing, and obfuscated routing to the internet. There is a level below the dark web called the dark net. I and then we've got dark web. No, dark web is is beneath the dark net and the deep web. <laughs> no, dark web is above dark net. I don't think it's necessarily it's a visual rep- representation of like which ones it's just like a, it's like what are they called a venn diagram a visual, no he's he's literally looking at it's a venn diagram isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah that's not a represent representation of well anyway so the dark web is like in the deep web dark web is all dark net services accessible through a web browser what's the uh the the wormhole surrounding it all internet <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> the internet well, cool. Uh, Thanks for the update, Tom. <laughs> I rewatched Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah? This is my third watch. Was hoping I could get it to a five this time. It's still not there? 4.5. Oops. So it's it's your Almost solid, a four. solidly. Whoa. The movie is slow. Okay. Uh-huh. This should have been a half hour shorter, or it should have been like eight hours longer, and it should have been a TV series. <laughs> they really screwed the pooch on this one. Just think, a Blade Runner TV series, like on HBO, would have done way better financially than the movie did, and would have been way cooler. I don't know. I think so. It's a near-perfect movie. Visually, yes, but the whole through line... What do you mean, the whole through line? Harrison Ford's the through line. I don't think it spends the time where it needs to. Tom, you're not chiming in here? He's talking shit on Blade Runner. Yeah. Sorry, what? Talking shit about your movie. <laughs> Tom was in the dark web. I was looking at services available on the dark web. Blade Runner 2049. It's a slow movie. It should be a half hour shorter or eight hours longer and be a TV series. Yep. No. Yep. I don't think so. Yep. I think it's perfect. <laughs> it's it's very cool. What would you cut? Um, just make it a little tighter, you know. No, just you need tighten it up. Need the drawn out, the drawn out long. <sighs> no, it's epic in scale. The scope of the movie it's is epic is, is bigger than epic uh, in length. Dude, I'll we just saw a that. three and a half hour gangster movie. Like, it's um, yeah, a better through line than Blade Runner twenty forty nine. <laughs> How dare you? But 20, Blade Runner twenty forty nine has a great through line. Is Ryan Gosling an android or not? He's not. Was he born no, of wait. a human mother? He is, isn't he? Or is he like a hybrid? I don't. I don't I'm forgetting. No, no, no. Name. The question. All. They're all humans, right? They're all humans, but the question In is: quotes. Was he born? Right. Remember. Oh, yeah. They find the thing the under the tree and, um, and there's the birth the signs of childbirth yeah, yeah. evidence of a child Placenta. yes yeah. <laughs> whatever the movie looks incredible but the story a little, it's amazing a little lacking the action a little lacking just read the wikipedia and you'll come around <laughs> it's not an action i'm pretty movie. sure i did <laughs> didn't help hmm? it's not an action movie yeah there's like two action know, scenes in the whole but thing there should be a couple more like cool moments. it's not blade runner dog it's yeah. no action yeah in blade the first runner. blade runner is better than 2049 <laughs> i don't know did it better 30 years ago 
30, 40 years ago. I mean, it does have the speech. Tears in the Rain speech. That mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Better than get much anything better. in 2049. Except maybe some of the imagery in 2049 is... Top notch, yeah. man. No, I give you that. I give you that. You want something to look at? I mean... Look at Blade Runner 2049. Also, more specifically, Ryan Brian Gosling. Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> um... I watched The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Did you watch this because fucking yes. what's-his-name tweeted about it? Oh. Ari Aster? No. Why did you watch it? Because I've always heard that you hear you see Helen Mirren naked in it. That's why you watched it? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, Ari Aster tweeted about it. I thought that's he why you He did a podcast about... Well, him and Egghead did a <laughs> podcast for A24... And they brought up this movie in that podcast. But I don't go on Twitter. Wait, anymore. it's the two of them? It's an episode where it's yeah. Egghead and Bob Egghead. Aster? <laughs> Aster. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Aster. Is it is it worth listening to? Or They just like jizz over uh, Bergman for like 45 minutes. Oh. But yeah, it's it's decent. Yeah. It's cool. I, yeah, it's cool hearing them both talk. They reference a lot of movies. Um, but this movie is amazing. Very sexy. I've heard good things. Obviously. Um, just like the set design, it's very funny. It's got a lot of like themes and symbolism. The ending is amazing. It was a very entertaining watch. I think Ari Aster's tweet described it as visually scrumptious. <laughs> I think is what he might have said. Well, there's a lot of like emphasis around food because mm. it like all takes place in like a restaurant. Mm. But so he- Helen Mirren gets naked in a restaurant and. What do we see? Bush, yes. boobs, oh, you see butthole. You see it all. Yeah. Except the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great. I can't recommend it enough. It was... Five stars? Oh, yeah. And a heart. How did you watch <laughs> this? Criterion Channel? Oh, yeah. Damn it. I, I don't think it's easy to like access. How many streaming services are you subscribed to right now? Well, Tyler is paying for Disney Plus. Oh, so you're just a, you're a parasite, if you will. Yes. <laughs> the deal is I'm eventually going to get Apple TV and then he's going to leech off. You guys TV. are out of control. Well, I only, What don't you have? I only pay for Netflix, Criterion, and Amazon. All the rest I have like through other means. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Parents. I pay for <laughs> fucking HBO and CBS All Access. Yeah, so get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for Hulu Live. Which is like 40 bucks, right? Yeah, you can get like might f- be more. four streaming services for that price. You can't get the Blazers. <laughs> um, I rewatched Marwin Call. I was curious to go back. Marwin Call. Oh, Marwin. oh, oh! Right, right, right. Um, it's it's interesting. I don't think it's like necessarily like a great documentary, but like it's a great story. And if you want to learn about that story, you should definitely watch the documentary instead of Welcome to Marwin. Um, some good. Photography. I don't know if you guys know the whole story, but like the whole Marwin Call town is like created by some dude, and you like it's like this like fictionalized like war type like town setting, and he like takes pictures of his little town and mm-hmm. figurines and all that, and it's actually pretty fascinating. Hmm. Also, watch that on Criterion Channel, but I think it's on Canopy. If you uh, want to subscribe to that for free, with your, that's the uh, library one. Library right? card, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it was it was decent. I watched uh, Oslo August thirty first, first time watch. Mm. Liked it quite a bit. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Uh, I think it's a a good realistic take slash approach on the life of an addict, and you just get a basically watch his like first day out and you know free again basically from like rehab and all that you get to watch his first day out and what he all experiences and is this the same actor who plays that shooter yes uh in the uh the norway what was that movie J- july 22 or whatever yeah i was gonna 22 say july is it just me or is this guy in a certain type of movie with a date name <laughs> <laughs> He, Wasn't he the guy in the the world that eats us or whatever? Yeah, the sky that uh huh, <laughs> the night eats the world or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, liked it a lot. Definitely recommend it. Uh, cool. Saw Doctor Sleep in the theater. Thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, I saw your star rating. Didn't really like it. It was uh, felt kind of like a TV show, which is a bad thing. And of course, because it's fucking Mike Flanagan. Um. It's pretty long. It just, I don't know. It just, everything kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But it's probably just because I'm such a fan of The Shining. Just felt like it was paying too much fan service. And I just, what's, what's the premise of Dr. Sleep? It's the sequel to The Shining. It's sequel. Like, like 30 years later. Stephen King wrote a sequel oh. probably like three or four years ago called Dr. Sleep. So this is an adaptation of that. Hmm. But... Mike Flanagan specifically wanted it to also tie into the movie, because Stephen King famously hates the The Shining, like the the movie version. Mm. So Mike Flanagan wanted to tie in Doctor Sleep, but make sure it tied into Kubrick's Shining. He wanted to satisfy Shining. everyone with yeah. the sequel. Just a crowd pleaser. That's Mike Flanagan's crowd pleaser. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, it. I don't know. It just felt like there were some horrific moments in it, but nothing really scared me. Everything felt a little too like schlocky or a little too like I don't know but it just yeah it rubbed me the wrong way didn't really like it do you have anything else Cause we should probably wrap this up in case my computer dies um I did watch the Shogun Assassin which is, is like that? a it's om- I think it's like a fan edit almost not necessarily a fan edit but someone basically re-edited parts of Lone Wolf and Cub 1 and 2 and made their own movie called Shogun Assassin with like this synth score over the top. It's actually pretty rad. Cool. Liked it quite a bit. Did you watch it on YouTube or something? Criterion Channel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one thing. Speaking oh, yeah. Of the deep I was going to say uh, <laughs> Dr. Sleep felt more like fantastical, like almost like in the like Harry Potter world than it did The, sh- the well, Shining. No, I, sh- I, I wouldn't go that far, I guess, but. There's just elements I didn't like about it. Sure. I'm seeing that on Tuesday, so I'll be able to report on that next time. Curious to hear what you think, because mm-hmm. you could go either way. I think. Yeah. <laughs> People are liking it, generally, anyway. Yeah, and you like Flanagan, so. Yeah, I don't love the guy, but the Hush best thing he's done garbage. is... the What? Hush. Yeah, Hush no, is Hush is the best thing he's done. Gerald's no way, dude. Gerald's game is... No, 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 no. The Haunting of Hill House is the best thing. I do done. want to watch that. Was that, that the TV show? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, another thing I didn't like about Doctor Sleep, real quick, was there's some, like, basically, like, recreations of the old movie, and I didn't like it. Okay. 
You'll know what I'm talking about once you see it, but it's just, it's off-putting. Okay. It takes you out of the movie. Mm. Oh, fun fact, though. They use Sufjan Stevens' song. Just going to talk to your like computer does, Matt. The lead in Starry Eyes plays the Shelley Duvall in... In Doctor Sleep? Sleep? Ooh. Mm. Hell yeah. Fun fact. Half-star bump right there with that information. No. Is she bad? Uh, well, she's doing like an impersonation of, of Shelley Duvall. Duvall so she's great. It's a pretty good impersonation, but still off-putting and didn't like it. Mm. That's pretty good casting. <laughs> do they do anything like with her teeth to make her look? No. no. But like the way she like emotes and her voice and stuff yeah. is pretty similar. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That one didn't bother me as much as the, the Jack Torrance one. <laughs> there is a, just like a someone playing yes. Jack Torrance? Yes. Oh, shit. Travis did not like it. Can't replace Jack. <laughs> there are rules. That's Jack's Jack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is All that right. it? We're done. Yep. All right. <laughs> Next time on Cinephiles Digest. Honey knives boy. out. Honey, knives out. Knives out. Honey boy. Knives out. All right. Honey clear boy. consensus. Knives out. No one cares about Honey Boy. Uh, if it's waves. playing here, yeah. Waves. Waves and wave after wave. Uh, we gotta we gotta see what this regressive sentimentalism is all about. Got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forgot about the regressive <laughs> sentimentalism. So we got knives out. There's a lot of shit. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, Frozen two, obviously. Not Weezer contributed a song to Frozen two. That's the bottom of the list. Come on, Matt. Queen and Slim. Uh, excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is all. <laughs> this is all coming out in the next couple weeks here. Mm-hmm. So we should just not review movies for like the first ten months of the year. Just waste. It's just a waste. Ford, Ford v Ferrari, Charles Angels, the report with uh, Adam Driver. That looks pretty good. Eh, I mainly care it. about it because of him. Did you see Midway? No. Are you gonna? Probably. Don't waste your time, dude. It's a war movie. It's got Woody in it. It's also got Harry Styles. That guy's being boo. Typecast. He's just the war guy yeah. now. <laughs> pretty boy. Pretty prick. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's got that a movie looks, <laughs> that movie looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it looks really bad. I don't know why he wants to see it. All right, like, before my computer dies, yeah. just in case, don't want to lose the whole episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, the year is coming to an end. All the bangers are coming out. Before you know it, it'll be time for the best of 2019 episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will return. Peace.